This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming to you from the church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be listening to the conclusion of a sermon by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, just one of the sermons in his in-depth series on heavenly authority. In this message, Pastor Greg has been applying the lesson of King Rehoboam to the church today. Rehoboam, in 1 Kings chapter 12, ignores the pleas of the people of Israel for relief from the heavy burden placed on them by Rehoboam's deceased father, King Solomon. Instead, he promises to make their yoke even heavier and to chastise them with scourges. When we left off, Pastor was discussing those with the Rehoboam mindset, who place burdens on others while seeing no responsibility to assume any of the weight themselves. Before we rejoin Pastor Greg, where we left off in our last program, let me give you our web address. It's www.shiarjashub.org. And between the radio program library and articles by Pastor Greg, I believe you will find it a source for serious Bible study. Here now is Pastor Greg. And sometimes I wince at the thought that there are those that might be out there that hear a sermon on the radio and immediately apply the teaching, the correction, the rebuke from the Scripture to all those around them and never say, have I ever done that? To use it as a way to legitimize themselves by the irresponsibility of others and what others have failed to do, but never hearing what the Holy Spirit is telling them to do as though they have no responsibility before God. And I'm sure we've all seen this. People that you, you're trying to help them, you read a scripture, and they say, that scripture's good. I know someone that's done that, and never take it to heart themselves. Why? Well, I have no responsibility. What does Rehoboam have to do? He's king. Human nature says, hey, I'm king. What are you going to do for me? Because I'm king. I don't have to do anything for you. And those that hear scripture with a Rehoboam mentality always somehow have a way of twisting the scripture to apply to everyone else except themselves because they're so great. When we hear a sermon, we should apply the teaching first to ourselves, take the plank out of our own eye, and not just seek to justify ourselves by applying that scripture to everyone else. The Rehoboam attitude, everything is outward applied. Those people, those people should act such and such. Never inward, how should I act? What is God trying to say to me? In Proverbs chapter 21, verse 2, Solomon writes, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Everyone thinks 
that they're right in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs the heart. You can't fool God. And I'm amazed at the Rehoboams. I'm amazed at the dumpers, the takers, the grabbers, the self-appointed centers of the solar system. Are they really as foolish to think that it can go on like that forever? Did God allow it to go on forever in the case of Solomon and Rehoboam? No. Even practicality. Rehoboam is there sending out the tax gatherers if they said enough. We want no part of you. Well, here, go collect the taxes. They murder him and they turn on Rehoboam. And he only comes to his senses once he's in his chariot fleeing to Jerusalem. One thing is clearly lacking in them in Rehoboam because they are so myopic narrow-sighted, and self-centered, those like Rehoboam, and we have to be careful because we all can be like Rehoboam, lack a sense of fairness and even-handedness. Right? He's not fair here. They're asking for help. He doesn't care whatsoever. He's not fair. He's not even-handed. And that's an awful thing for any human being to be, and it's especially dangerous for those in leadership. The servants of Christ cannot have the mentality of a Rehoboam. They must have a servant mentality. They must be a servant, like Jesus said, if I, your master and Lord, wash your feet, you have to wash each other's feet. They have to be servants, have a servant mentality, and Christ's leaders also must have a fair, just, reasonable, mind, and even-handed dealing with the people. And that's an extremely important principle in heavenly authority. They must have a fair mind. They must have a fair heart. And you can't have a fair heart when you have a Rehoboam mentality. What was David's prayer for Solomon and his descendants? Let's look at Psalm 72. It says a psalm of Solomon... But we'll see that Solomon gets this song from a prayer of his father, David. It's a very personal concern of a father for his son Solomon's leadership. It says, Give the king your judgments, O God, and your righteousness to the king's son. He will judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. The mountains will bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He will bring justice to the poor of the people. He will save the children of the needy and will break in pieces the oppressor. Does Rehoboam do that? When the people are oppressed, when they're poor, they're needy, is he fair-minded? Does he care? Verse 5, they shall fear you as long as as the sun and moon endure. Throughout all generations, he shall come down like rain upon the grass before mowing, like showers that water the earth. In his days, the righteous shall flourish and the abundance of peace until the moon is no more. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Those who dwell in the wilderness will bow before him and his enemies will lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles will bring presents. 
The kings of Sheba and Seba will offer gifts. Yes, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. And it's speaking about great power given to this son. And we've seen some of this with Solomon, right? The power and position he had. For he will, verse 12, deliver the needy when he cries, the poor also, and him who has no helper. He will spare the poor and needy and will save the souls of the needy. This is a servant king. He will redeem their life from oppression and violence and precious, precious shall be their blood in his sight. Was the blood of the people precious in the sight of Rehoboam? Did he care for them? Did he desire to save the souls of the needy, spare the poor and needy? Really, did Solomon, with all the building projects, some of them were wise. At the beginning, it sounds like he did, right? He made such tremendous judgments and wise judgments. But as he got older and as he built and built and took more money onto himself and put up those temples, those idol-worshiping centers to all the false gods, did Solomon fulfill this? It's the Psalm of Solomon. Verse 15, and he shall live, and the gold of Sheba will be given to him. Prayer also will be made for him continually, and daily he shall be praised. There will be an abundance of grain in the earth, on the top of the mountains. Its fruit shall wave like Lebanon, and those of the city shall flourish like grass of the earth. His name shall endure forever. His name shall continue as long as the sun, and men shall be blessed in him all the nations shall call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only does wondrous things, and blessed be his glorious name forever, and let the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. The last prayers of David. A prayer for his son, for the king to be wise, for the kingdom to reign forever as he reigns in wisdom, as he's a servant caring for the people, relieving the oppression, helping and serving them. Praise be to God that though Solomon did not fulfill this, though Rehoboam did not fulfill this, clearly you can see by now that the Holy Spirit was working through David to tell us of another. Praise be to God that he provided the fair and just king, the redeemer from oppression, the savior of the needy, the son of David, the true shalom, the true Solomon peace, Jesus of Nazareth. Praise be to God that the Lord, the true king, fulfills this prayer of David. We'll close with the classic scripture in Micah, Micah chapter 6. Micah chapter 6 and verse 8. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Churches have to hear the lesson of Rehoboam and understand the call of God to be fair, 
to take the proper responsibility upon ourselves to not constantly seek to lay burdens upon others and to simply do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly before our God. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy word. We pray, Lord, that we would learn the lesson, Lord, that your leaders in the church would understand the lesson of Rehoboam. Father God, and not misuse the authority you give them to help, to serve, to relieve, to bring people into that place in Jesus Christ where the yoke is easy, the burden is light. Father God, that they would be not concerned for the things of men, but for your word, your commandments, which are not burdensome. Father God, that we would do that which is pure and holy and right and just and merciful and good and kind and fair. Father, make your people a mature people. Let us not be satisfied in holding our Bibles and just projecting the word at others. And Father, let us take these scriptures and apply them first and foremost to ourselves, that we can truly then be a help to those around. In Christ Jesus' name. If you want to rehear the sermon, you can visit our website at www.shiarjashub.org. The website has an archive of Bible study programs with in-depth analysis as well as anointed preaching. You will also find information about our church, including our 10 a.m. Sunday service. And Pastor Greg is regularly adding written messages for the church today. The address again is www.shear-jashub.org. May the Lord bless you as you serve Him.